Megan was probably just like hanging out. It's probably coming to bring us some dick to eat. Like it was probably like going to share hey, its food. Hey, I got this dick. You guys <laughs> want some dick? most of this for memory considering the only thing written on this page is three pounds of doorknob oh well i mean that's it i think that's all we did <laughs> three pounds of doorknob about sums it up yeah i love that will smith movie <laughs> uh but so last session the gang um after discovering i believe it was after we had accosted barith in a cabin uh, BK and you know his full grace just intimidating the hell out of him squeezed information out of him that they were there seeking the help of Joseph the butcher also known as the were tiger king uh, after getting some more information from him we brought him to Cedric the mayor to kind of have him go over the all the information that they gathered about why the where people were being drawn there, what he knew about James being bitten and Joseph's involvement. We then also were went to get Leon, the leader of the those uh the, the were vagrants. I don't know what are we were vagrants? They, were tigers. Leon and um his man friend Carol. Did we Carol was a man, correct? Didn't we go? Carol over that? was a man. Um there was a they all went back to Cedric's. They worked out an arrangement where we were going to they're going to allow them to be guards for the town instead of them getting like kicked out. Um, we went to speak to James, who was the boy who was forcibly bitten by some of these uh, were vagrants under the right. guidance of Joseph. Mm -hmm. um, we met with his mother. There was this whole Molly Holly debacle um, that ensued. His mom's name is Holly Molly. Mo holy moly Mo holy moly there you go <laughs> holy moly um <laughs> and after that we went back spoke again with cedric to kind of try and figure some things out and when going with we were escorting holly molly and james to uh, i believe it was ernest was the farmer's name yes uh, yeah that's where we to were Ernest farm taking they were gonna them. go pick up some things where we were stopped at the bridge by Joseph and mm -hmm. he pulled out uh, after talking a whole bunch of smack that he could not stand up to. Mm -mm. He pulled out a whistle that turned Holly Molly and James into were folk or were tigers. And then we had this big epic fight. Uh, BK almost died. We all almost died. Oh, we all almost died. Joseph died. <laughs> I totally drowned. For him. sure. Did die. Like I mega killed him. Yeah. Um, we looted his body, found the whistle that he was using to kind of force the change in the were tiger people. This ornate, like, cat-looking whistle. And um, then I think we all went to the tavern to get drunk, except for BK, who was... I'm sorry, Glenn, who was then talking to uh, a coin, I think. Right. Talking to a coin. Yeah, that's how I understood it too. Mm -hmm. Straight yeah. from that, straight from my memory. Straight from the dome. Yeah, Good. you guys, you guys went back to, uh, you guys went back to the tavern, the uh, Salty Scales Tavern, and I believe 
Rangram and Cosmo were drinking, kind of drinking the night away, and Glenn went upstairs kind of for a little bit of R&R, and uh, that was when he pulled the coin out of his pocket, and it kind of was extremely hot to his touch, and the second that he touched it, uh, he had a voice in his head that was started talking to him, essentially. And on that note, uh, let's resume with, essentially, is there anything that you guys wanted to do during the night? Um, otherwise, we can just kind of pick up in the morning. Um, I do want to pick up with that conversation that uh, BK was having with the coin, but I wanted to talk to Rangrim and Cosmo and figure out what they were kind of working on. I'm good. Okay. Getting getting shredded and going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, more or less going to sleep. Glenn, Glenn would have left a gold coin to cover as much of their tab as humanly possible. Oh, they, you would have need several. I was going to say, he's <laughs> at least thrown one in so so the dwarves know that the, the elves got their back. Yeah, and Rangrim and Cosmo can drink, but after like a fight, get it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, Glenn, you've grabbed this coin, this, uh, and I'll describe it again. It's a, it's pretty large. It's about probably like an inch and a half in diameter across, and uh, it's like a dark, dark tungsten style steel. It's not like a normally, like, it's not like a gold or silver or anything of that sort of, that gold, that coins are generally made out of, and it seems like on one side, there seems to be a face of some sort of figure and profile view that's been scratched off purposefully. And on the other side, it seems like some sort of coat of arms or something else that's also been scratched off very beautifully. And uh, you pick this coin up out of your pocket, just to kind of empty your pocket at the end of the day. It was burnt hot to the touch. And it, as soon as you touched it, you heard the voice inside your head go, hello? Oh, oh my God. Can, can someone hear me? Uh, Glenn just kind of like holds it in his hands, like hot potatoes it a little bit. Goes, uh, "Hello, can you can you hear me?" Yeah, yes. Uh, who who is this? What? How did you? Oh, I I don't even I don't even know. I I just I found this I found this coin in here, and I just I've been holding on to it, and all of a sudden. I could hear voice. I don't recognize his voice, I'm guessing. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I don't believe you would. Well, uh, nice to meet wherever you are. Uh, my name's Glenn. Who is this? Uh, I honestly don't even, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. I've, I've been down here for so long. I've, I, I'm I'm underground in some sort of prison. I, I I've been I've been here for quite a while. I I don't even I don't even and you can kind of hear in his voice like he doesn't he's kind of taken by surprise that he can't remember his name. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't want you to stress yourself out a little too much, but I don't know about on your side, but my coin is is hot to the touch what about you is that is that coming from you yeah i it's 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 warm on my side as well i it's actually kind of why i was holding on to it it's it's cold down here um i i don't know how long i'm gonna have to talk they they're gonna be coming back i and they could come back at any time i can can you can you come find me 
I mean, that's like find a needle in a haystack, my friend, but I will look underground for you as hard as I possibly can. Can you maybe describe what these people look like that are coming for you? It's it's four men. Uh, they're dressed as guards, soldiers of some sort. Uh, yeah, it's it's cold. I, I think it's I remember mountains and snow and you can like as he's saying this it's starting to kind of like crackle and and break up a little bit and you can can you are you can you see can you hear and then it just kind of like is breaking up breaking up and the coin the heat from the coin seems to dissipate in your hands and you can no longer hear a voice in your head hmm uh, just make sure you keep this coin safe. I don't know if you can still hear me, but uh, I I suppose I'll try to find you. They yeah, respond. You don't get a response, and the coin is as it feels as, as though it's you know just been in your pocket. I I uh, this is before I went to bed, right? Yeah. So I follow my my nightly routine. I lay down, um, but this time I take a take a dagger and cut a hole in the mattress and I stick the coin and just go to town on it. <laughs> <laughs> no more lonely nights to live. Shit, that's straw who's boss. I uh, stick the whistle in as well, the tiger whistle. If that's what you want to call Okay. And I tell my familiar Poe to keep an eye and his, he's still in little like hamster form. Tell him to keep an eye on the uh, the bed. Basically, tell him to like stay in the lining of the mattress in case someone co- tries to sneak in and get a hold of oh, this coin. Oh, because he's a mouse now, right? He's a hamster. Yeah. He's a hamster? Yeah. Oh. He's either a mouse or a hamster. He's some small vermin. I like hamster. Let's go with hamster. He's Yeah, he's basically hamster. Or a guinea pig. Uh, and then I <laughs> go into an elven trance. Um, or actually, right before I do that, though, I kind of just like take a deep breath uh, and look to kind of look up not at anything but just kind of look up and say Dandrell, i really hope this is what you're looking for and i just go to sleep or go into my elven trance very cool yeah so you all essentially i mean i know you're only going to sleep for four hours but um i assume cosmo and rangrim found their ways up to their own individual rooms at some point in the night mm-hmm. and uh you all get a full rest um glenn you wake up a little bit early is there anything you want to do before the others wake uh my usual morning routine i kind of say a little little prayer little blessing to chandrel ask her to keep watch over me and then i do my morning calisthenics with my double scimitar a bunch of really cool flourishes and flips and shit but i try to be really quiet about it but show off oh of course and shit so um during your during your prayer and your your ritual uh, of practicing with your double bladed scimitar, you you start to feel like for a while you've been feeling like you know it's it's ritualistic. You do it and you don't don't do it because you're getting any kind of feedback or anything like that. You're just doing it because this is what you do. Today you feel different. You feel as though like there's some sort of barrier that previously was kind of in front of you that you know something wasn't getting through 
you feel like that has softened a bit, has like kind of mm. dropped that veil, not fully, but it, you feel like there's, there's something that's now getting through and you just, you feel a little bit different. You feel a lot more adept as you are practicing with this scimitar today. Uh, a lot more than you ever have when, when practicing with it. Mm. All right. All right. All right. Then I sheathe it, throw on my white and gold robes and basically wait until I hear the dwarves wake up and again, try to time my entrance exactly to when they're walking into the hallway. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, so Cosmo Rangram, what are you doing? It's uh, morning. Rangram would waking up um, after would crawl out of his bed. <clears throat> Probably stumble around and see if there's a tanker that he left on the ground, perhaps then he ail in it. After realizing he there's none, I would he would go ahead and place his shield, his holy symbol back on the ground and perform a small ritual, rubbing like forge ash on his face to again put the blessing of the forge on his shield. Mm -hmm. And he would take another short moment to take out the thieves tools from Glynn and I would cast mending to fix them. Rad. Really mm -hmm. cool. And then Those. don the rest of my gear. One last check to see if there's any Larry's of uh, Dwarvish Ale kicking around wherever I'm sleeping. Wherever I just... Assuming I'm just, just wherever he collapsed. Wherever he passed out, if he made it to bed. Yeah, I don't know if he purposefully went to bed. He probably just got blind drunk. <laughs> like really riding the high after choking Joseph to death. Trying to make sure you don't accidentally drink the pee mug. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> uh, yeah, Cosmo usually usually spends the first moments of his day uh, just rifling through this old journal that he he carries around with him, and uh, and so it, that's kind of his really his only morning uh, routine, I think. Uh, otherwise, it's up and at him for some. Uh, some beer and dwarves bread. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I guess Where, meeting up down. At the tavern. Yeah. Downstairs. Downstairs. Uh, yeah. We need you, to you head kinda, to Cedric, right? Yeah, you can uh, You can smell. Like, you go downstairs and you can smell. Uh, Jody is, it seems like she's making some sort of kind of like a hearty stew or something, uh, kind of cooking it up for uh, like a breakfast stew of some sort. Seems like there's a lot of lot of seafood flavors going on in there, or or I guess like fishy flavors going on. Um, but uh, yeah, you come down and she's uh, she's kind of just cleaning up a little bit and doing some doing some cooking. Hey, uh, hi, did you guys you guys sleep pretty well? Hey there, uh, Jody. How you doing this morning? Slept uh, slept just peachy. I think uh, whatever you gave my friends made them a little slow to rise. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they were they were tearing it up down here for quite a while. So it's uh, <laughs> uh, they you know they they closed this, they shut this place down. I don't remember uh, actually when they left. I went home before they did. I just assumed that you know they would uh, they would take care of themselves. I don't remember when I left either. Is there, there. any damage to the bar that we could see? I don't know. Would there be any damage? I don't. No, he's. I'm real respect. Rangrim's mega respect. Everybody knows that. 
Oh, Rain Grim, you <laughs> tried to ruin everything. But uh, um, I kept you on the narrow path. Just drink your booze, but don't break it. We need that it. Doesn't, that doesn't sound like me. A little bit. Uh, Jody, I'll have another ale and whatever that lovely stew is that you're making. Oh, yeah, no problem. Hold on one second. So she, she goes over to the side. And she gets you um, pretty pretty nice, like, kind of like a bread bowl full of that full of that stew and and plops you down a, a nice uh, nice tankard of ale and picks up the ones that you brought back from the room. Mm-hmm. I get a, can I get a, what was it? Is this urine or? in this one? What is this? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. It was the elf. I'm just going to pretend just... it's old ale. It's fine. It was the elf. <laughs> can, I, can I get a chafed nipple for the road? You, you really like your chafed nipples, don't you? Oh, hey, man, she's a, nips. You really need to get some softer shirts. She's an artisan <laughs> among among monsters. You mind uh, hooking me up real quick for the road? Make it a double. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no problem at all. One second. Russell, Glenn, Russell, 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 Glenn likes stuff. it real weird. Cutting holes in mattresses, got chafed nipples. More the more dry friction, wants, the better. He wants two shaped nipples. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, he's just starting fires everywhere he goes. Oh man, I cast a different type of fireball. Guys, I thought we were playing D and D today. I don't, there's just improv comedy all day. Love it. After I get my uh, chafed nipple, I start to walk out the door. Awesome, awesome. Start making my way towards Cedric's. Sweet. Yeah, um, would follow bread bowl in hand and toss some silver onto the tavern. Looking over at Cosmo, it's it's a bow and it's made of bread. It's crazy. Why are we using regular bows this whole time when I can eat this one? It's a wonderful dwarven invention. Dwarfs made this. They don't have this in the underdark. They, uh, they eat shit down there, anyways. This well, food's wonderful. Welcome to the surface, mate. And Rangrim's just going to take the bread bowl from, like, the side and just take a bite out of it. It's just now I'm precariously the- walking through town trying to not <laughs> spill stew while I'm eating the bread bowl wrong. It's very good. It's very good. Um, awesome. Yeah, so you're able to uh, get over to Cedric's without issue. Um, and you actually, you come across... Uh, Cedric and Leon are actually sitting uh, sitting on the front porch. Cedric and, is uh, number seven to the group. Yes, yeah, Cedric is at location number seven. Cedric is a halfling, a very fancy halfling lad, probably middle-aged, um, who is the mayor of this town of Whitport. And uh, Leon is the, the leader of this, what was a group of essentially three vagrants uh, that were were-tiger vagrants uh, that have now been invited to be essentially guards and protectors mm-hmm. of this town yeah uh thanks we did to that. the the yeah the very very convincing group that we have here yes um i well, think hey. i would approach first uh, morning fellas yeah they seem like they're they were like pretty like pretty deep in conversation but not like a heavy conversation just seemed like they're kind of hashing some stuff out and well hey um let's yeah, actually, I'm really glad that you guys uh, you guys came back over. We're just we're talking we're kind of trying to figure out um, you know what it's exactly going to look like with with Leon and uh, his friends you know in the town now and just kind of setting up how they're going to be helping James and Molly. That's, well, that's a- great. I think uh, I think Ellis has got an open open house for him if they want to you know shack up just outside of Holly Molly's house. 
It's actually, that's a, that's a really great idea. That's, I mean, they wouldn't even have to move that far to be quite honest. That's what do you, yeah, that's no, that's great. Um, I actually wanted to say, I wanted to bring, uh, bring something up. You, you all have done an amazing thing for this town. This could have broken bad so many different ways. And, uh, you essentially saved this town, uh, with the least amount of bloodshed possible. So, um, that means a lot uh, to us and, and to all the people that are in this town. And I, I don't have a lot to give, um, but we've, we pulled a, uh, a pool together of uh, pretty much everyone here just kind of pitching in. And uh, we've, 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 aside from what you're going to collect uh, from the empire, when you get back to your town, uh, we have this to give you as well. And then he kind of like hands over a, sack a, a pretty hefty sack of what looks like gold pieces hmm. and uh on top of that if i'm kind of a, a scholar of sorts i i have a lot of time and i read and one of the biggest things that i have access to is legends and lore and stories and history of this of sakal and so uh, aside from you know a uh, large amount of fish uh, and uh you know the other amenities of this village i what i can offer you is if you ever have questions and things of that sort i i'd love to help you try to figure them out i have a pretty large library in the back that we probably might be able to help you with that's that's very very kind of you cedric i uh we will definitely keep that in mind and uh you've been a, a that would be a great service to us and uh it is a wonderful gift that you are presenting to us. We we do not uh, want to downplay that, my friend. But uh, we have one thing that we are on the hunt for. If you if we might be able to trade this gold for that, uh, is is for a bit of mithril. Oh, mithril. Um. Huh. I might be able to go look through some of my uncle's stuff. Hmm. Let me, uh, here. You know what? I actually, Molly was looking for you earlier. If you want to head over there, um, in the meantime, I'll, I'll take a look and I'll see if I can find some, uh, if I find it though, it's, it's on me. I, it, it's going to be dusty in the back of my closet anyway. So it's, it's no, that, you, you deserve it. That, that would be very kind of you. And, uh, we will head straight over to Molly's and, uh, we will be back. Is, uh, is there anything that, you any questions you had that I could look up in the library in the meantime? Uh, I. What do you think, Glenn? Is there anything that's just uh itching around in your brain? I mean, it's it's interesting that you bring that up. Uh, we have had some choice interactions in these last few days, and uh, maybe you might be able to shed some light on. <laughs> we saw this rather large creature big big ugly bastard uh had some hooks uh kind of like a like a, a turtle's maw if you will but he had this this branding on his hide uh i don't know maybe i can draw it for you and i draw it in the dirt best i can it try to draw basically like the branded flesh mm -hmm. icon like, and do you, uh, you have any so for anyone else, so for anyone new here, that that's a callback from episode one. So I don't, I don't blame you for not knowing what the symbol looks like. But it's essentially, it looks like a hand, 
with an eye in the center of it, but the hand is like upside down. So it's like, it's not hand going up, it's hand going this way. Um, and it's, it was essentially into the carapace of a hook whore that they fought in episode one. It was like indented into it. You're right. We did you know, we took its flesh. We took its yeah. flesh, but we don't have to offer it. We can keep that to ourselves. Oh, yeah, I figured that was pretty, pretty gross. It's yeah, I likely. didn't want to just like whip that out. It's just goo at this point in your back. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, so, Cedric, if you might be able to maybe look for some icons that you know match this, or if you have anything off the top of your head, to be appreciated. But I've been pretty stumped with this, and this just kind of came up out of the ground. And uh, where we're from, there's a little bit of a a worry going on about what's coming from underneath and we just need to know if this is you know random if he uh you know maybe fell on a hot fire that happened to look exactly like a hand with an eyeball in the middle of it or uh, i'm sure you're aware things get a little more uh, suspicious cosmo wanders over and he tries to jump to whisper he says hey hey glenn glenn sh should we should we ask him about the tatted lord oh yeah that's a good point <laughs> We actually made some friends on our way into town. Uh, I don't think they were yours because they didn't come with us. And I hope they weren't yours because they're not making it back. But uh, Pulled all their pants down to eat the last piece of the bread bowl. He did. Their pants are thoroughly down. Uh, have you ever heard of the Tattered Lord? He, he might be from around here. He might just hmm. be... Yeah, not not offhand. I, I don't know. Um, but I... I'd be happy to look it up. Um, yeah, so let me uh, let me take a look in the library, and I'll see if I can if I have any mithril. And no promises, but I'll I'll do my best. And yeah, um, just check back in before you M leave. And right, take... much obliged, uh, Cedric. We we was we will be back. Thank you. Uh, Thank as you, Cedric, as we start to walk away, Glenn sends Poe sneak behind cedric and see what's in the stuff that his uncle has see if it's like bilbo baggins just brought back like skeleton yeah, skeleton like, of bilbo baggins yeah is there just like a dragon in there that like we can just be taken with us so poe's gonna go do some investigating okay cool i still see a raven like i don't see yeah all right when he's when he's in hamster form he's pamster all right you're lucky. I had uh, I had Leon roll to see if he was gonna squash that that gerbil, but he did Ooh, not see it. Ooh, sketchy as fuck. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Um, cool. Yeah. So uh, that hap that's that's going on. So you guys are heading over to Molly's house. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. You guys get about. Uh, I'd say you get about. For everybody two, who's watching. I, yeah, I'd say you guys get about to location one over there in front of Alice's cabin, and you run into uh, you run into Molly who is uh, just kind of like, she seems to like, not like be stressing out, but definitely seems like she's looking. And as soon as she sees you, she's like, oh, thank God. I'm so glad I caught you before you left. I, I, I really wanted to, I, I, there's no way I can ever thank you enough for what you've done for uh, James and for myself and for this town. Um, I, when this all started happening and when James got bit and then, and now that I know, I also have infected and been infected with the the were tiger, uh, you know, lycanthropy. I I didn't think that there was any chance that we'd be able to live peacefully in this town anymore. And 
now, thanks to you, we can. So I I, I only have this, uh, but to please take it. And she kind of like, uh, who is close? Actually, she's going to go to Cosmo because Cosmo interacted with her most. Um, and she's just going to kind of like take your hand and put in your hand. And what it is, is it's this like amulet with seemingly like a, it's almost like a, the brooch with like the side profile face and like kind of the ivory, but it's all it got like a silver kind of out outlining. But the, the face is like, seems like it's some sort of coat of arms. It's mm -hmm. like a family heirloom. And it's like a, but it's like a, a silvered amulet with like a white ivory coat of arms built into it. Well, um, Mount Molly, you, you, you don't, you don't have to do this. This seems very important. It's listen, it's, it's not, it was, it's, it is important, but it was from my husband's side of the family. And I, I think that it's important. I, I need you to take, it's, it's always brought me luck. It's always brought our family luck. And unfortunately it doesn't seem to be helping us as a plate. So I think that it's time that it finds a new home. And uh, I, I, it's the most valuable thing I have, and I, I just, I, I need, I, I need to give you something to thank you. That is very, very appreciative of, of you. I'm just so uh, relieved to see that you and your son James will be safe, and uh, I, I will always remember you. And uh, this will remind me to, to, to pray for your family and uh, to regularly stop by Whitport whenever possible to. Uh, to check on you. Please do. Do we see James at all? Uh, no, James doesn't seem to be there. Okay. Do you want to talk to James? Should I summon James from my? <laughs> you can't do that. Would you works. like to talk to James? He's the yeah. DM. He can do whatever he wants. Have to summon players. I could nope. watch Something this. Look at this. Nope. You guys see a tiger? Over to nope. I just I just willed it out of existence. It died. I used watch the you watch the light go into its eyes and then I just snuffed it out. It's gone. Blinked. Gone forever. That's it. For forever. Um, awesome. Is there anything else you guys want to do before you head back to Cedric's? Uh, yeah, I do mm -hmm. want to go to um, crap. What is their names? Uh, Gary and Linda's house. Okay. Cool. What? Uh, hell yeah. Okay, we solved it. Sorry, we did it. Uh, go to go to Gary and Linda's house and knock on the door. What number is? Bring, bring is what number is it's that? ten. It's ten. It was uh, Bella's the Bella's girl parents. who got murdered. Oh, okay, okay. Parents. Okay. You think it was just a random people that I made up? Solid pull. <laughs> I'm gonna go talk to old man Jenkins on the other side of the river. Never <laughs> talked to him, but I'm gonna do it. I know he's there. Oh um, man. Yeah, you knock on the door. And uh, they actually, it doesn't seem to be, seem, doesn't seem like anyone's home. I, uh, okay. I take Plot. one of my daggers out and I, I look to Rangram and go, I think we, uh, I think we did them a service, but they're probably gonna have some questions when uh, they start seeing James around town. Wish we uh, right. could have had a chance to smooth this over, but maybe, maybe a small gift will help them keep, you know, priorities in check. And I take a, a bag of gold. I take like five gold and I just nail it into the door. Hmm. Rangram um, would do the same with another five. Gold you actually, you actually see uh, what looks like a very, a very 
like stocky orcish man uh wearing like a like pretty nice uh nice but also like you can tell they're pretty old probably been passed down these kind of like black gownish clothing like not ceremonial but just like very formal clothing seems to be walking down the path towards you and his eyes seem to be kind of like he's holding like flowers like what like he clearly picked up off the side of the road and is just kind of like walking down towards you and his eyes seem to be kind of red and he's just kind of like walking hey oh fellow is uh do you know is if the helm uh the um, they're at the funeral. Funeral. There's a funeral. Bella's funeral. It's going. They're they're burying her, just outside of town. And he like completely breaks. He like completely <laughs> breaks down, and he just keeps. He just kind of like keeps walking past, as he uh, as he's like which falling. Wh- which way? Can you? Can you? He, He's uh he's just going he's just going north and is like very crying very audibly. <laughs> well, 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 he's just he's walking north up the path towards uh, outside of town. And Osmo, as you look, I think we uh I think we let this one go. I think we right right. Where there's money at the door, we know they're not going, and uh, we just carry on. Yeah, start making our way back towards Cedric. Right. Cool. Let's go. Awesome. Uh, yeah, you you. You quickly make your way back to Cedric's. It's not very far away, and uh, as you're as you're coming out, or as you're you're kind of walking up, um, you can see that Cedric is walking on the house, and he has like a stack of like at least three books in his hand, and he's just kind of like has one open, and as he's walking, he's just kind of like reading it, and he's just he sets two of them down, and then he's sitting in the in the chair across from uh, across from Leon who seems to just be kind of hanging out at this point. And uh, yeah, he's, he just kind of sit there, sits down and he's invested in this book that he's reading. What uh, did Poe say anything? Did Pamster say anything? Pamster. Yeah, <laughs> um, so Poe would have seen him digging through here. Do me, do an, do an investigation check or something. Oh shit. I need to look up. Oh, sweet. Natural 18. Pretty strong. Pretty strong stats for a hamster if you need me to, but let's let's just prob- say it's a... uh, it would be a minus at best. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's fine. Um, with an eighteen, you would have seen that there. There's like just like these closets are. While the rest of this house is extremely extremely clean, the closet seems to just be like full. At least the one he opened up is just full of like someone's belongings that have not been gone through and they're just like stacked willy-nilly and haphazard in these closets and uh he would have seen cedric digging through it for a little while and then getting fed up and like getting disgusted by how much like uh just like dust and crap he's covered in and then would close the door and then have gone over into the the library where then he pulled a couple books down and came back outside okay cool good to know uh as we we see them uh, approach, Glingos. Hey, Cedric, got your nose buried in a good book. Read anything interesting for us? And he's he kind of responds to you without actually looking up. He's, yeah, actually, this is. I don't. I can't find a lot. 
uh, but I have found a mention of a tattered or a tattered lord. It's when you brought up them being from around here. They, I mean, they're from they're this this legend is from Sakal, but it's very old. It's probably well, like well over a lifespan from ago, and all I can find is mention of a fallen lord who found a way to live beyond death that went by the name the tattered lord but there hasn't been any mention of him and or this of this in over a hundred years well that's interesting they 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 say anything about what kind of lord he was if he you know after a lifetime and my kind of time is a long time but if it's you know a human that's yeah you know but a blink of an eye yeah um they, it seems that they, it says that, you know, the term fallen generally means that uh, they were of power and lost it somehow, or chose to lose it, or lost it because of their deeds. Uh, but in this context, there's, there's not a lot, it, they're, they're mentioned only in kind of passing, um, which leads me to believe that they were essentially a kind of tertiary character to history kind of a situation. I, there's not much else in here, but um, the living beyond death, um, there's, there's no, it, it kind of mentions that they were able to gain power of some sort and gain a following, but that that's about it. That's all I have. Did you get a, a where those lords might've hailed from those from the North, those from the South? That's, just around the corner that's the that's the that's that's the thing um i i was looking actually for that i i was trying to find any kind of mention of it but there i there's no mention of what and what you know what township or what uh kind of lord where this lord hailed from of any kind or which kingdom even it could have come from somewhere else and and it and, and been a lord somewhere else and come here who knows my experience any type of lord that's keeping there Wait, say that again. They're doing under wrap. It's generally going to be a bad news. Cosmo, you're saying that uh, this this lord might have been from another town or another another place. Another another place. That's okay. That means yeah. something to you? N- nope, not right now. But I'll I'll get back to you. Well, um, all right then. <laughs> As for the symbol, I I look through a lot of my iconography and symbology uh, texts, and I can't find. There's a lot of similar iconography, but um, of hands with eyes. It's it's something that pops up commonly throughout, uh, you know, through history. Of you know, it's a it's a you know, people generally use it as as some sort of symbol of power or ownership over things. But this symbol being oriented the way it is is unique and i don't i would start to question whether or not this is a hand what this symbol is but aside from that i would guess that it's either not from sakal or it's was so minor that it never made into the books or i will i will admit i don't have a lot of knowledge from below the surface. The Underdark is still a mystery that we're trying to unravel these days, and uh, most of my texts are from the surface. 
And you said hey. that uh, you said that the, there was no mention of him from more than a hundred years ago. That it's, was the last mention of him. Yeah, the text the text that I'm reading this out of is a, is an older book, but it it even by the time this book was written, it he was it was it was a legend at that point. Right, right, and you just kind of see Cosmo turn. He he just kind of buries his nose in his in this journal of his. Look to Glenn looks at Rangram. Goes, uh, you hear that, Rangram? You're a you're a bit of novelty up here. Anything, any uh, wise wisdom you want to impart on Cedric? Cedric, you look like an individual who likes to collect knowledge as well as you know learn new knowledge. Rangram's, I'm sure, full of it. Oh the yeah, lay it, lay it sucks. That's well, there you have it. That's that is what I've I have heard that it has gotten worse and since the uh, the sundering occurred uh, wasn't the, always bad until the sundering and it was chaos sucked before definitely sucks now that's i i'm that is that is what i've what i've heard that when the when the gods died the essentially the chaotic the slight chaotic control that existed down there and don't mean to offend in any way shape or form and whatever uh deity you've you believed in before but um it seems that it's fallen into it's made chaos look like the most orderly thing imaginable you hit it right on the head caesar seems Ale. like you already uh know what you need to know but we'll we'll see if we can't find anything else about the underdark and send it over your way maybe you can write some tomes in in our name Make sure we don't end up like this tattered lord for just forgotten. Hey, if you ever uh, if you ever happen to find yourself in the Underdark, uh, there are libraries down there, so I will buy happily buy any books that you might feel like bringing back. I find it hard to believe there's libraries. Rangram can't read, and he's the smartest Underdark I've met to this day. I can't read common. <laughs> the smartest Underdark I've met. <laughs> I can't read common. I can read undercommon. Yeah, don't make fun uh, of me, friend. That tracks. And I he can read. Just, just ah. tell him, tell him he can read. It's okay, right? Just saying I it can. doesn't make it true, Cosmo. You know this. What and matters is at... he can read Dwarvish. Okay, you lazy elf. I take out a piece of paper, and I write on it in Undercommon, and I hand it to Glenn. I'm like, can you read that? Can I read Undercommon? God, I hope you can. That'd be so fucking funny. Oh, I can. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's amazing. I I tell him ah the uh that D's backwards, but we'll get there, bud. And I look back to Cedric and say, uh, Cedric, we've got a head to go with this bounty, but you mind uh, signing off on it for us as well? Because generally, if you show up to the Royal Guard with just a head. They get a little upset about it. You mind? You mind? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Your stamp uh, on it. Yeah, absolutely. Give me the bounty writ. I'll uh, I'll make sure. And so you, he 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 signs his his name and then writes a, like a little thing like, which is actually probably not very uh what what normally happens, but writes like a little note like did really well. I'm really proud <laughs> of these boys. Like blah blah blah. Like it's just super. He has uh, killed. Yeah, has like very like. He's very, very happy with this thing. So he like he's writing kind of in the margins, like, "Oh yeah, these guys did a great job. Give them lots of money, like that kind of shit." Yeah, it was a great year. Hope to see you next year. 
I believe Cedric was housing our our cart for yeah. us. Yeah, your your, your horse your right. horse and your cart are tied up outside. Okay. Thank you, Cedric. Uh, appreciate it, Cedric. And I start walking towards the cart. Awesome. Yeah, you guys just loading up, getting ready to go. I think so. Sweet. Does everything look the same in the cart? Did anybody fucks with our shit? No, he painted it. It's blue now. Hell yeah. Everything's blue. <laughs> I'm in. Blue. Wait, we rented this. Are we allowed to do that? No, I'm kidding. He didn't paint it blue. He did not. You have to give you back guys have only been here for like, You guys have only been here for like a day. So. That's true. Damn, we're efficient. Yeah, and, you guys are super efficient. Extremely efficient. All right. I uh, take helm guiding the cart again, I guess. So everybody hop in or just you, you head to the cart the cart head. The cart head. Wait for yeah. me. Rangrin awesome. hops in and looks at Clinton and goes, How much gold? That's a great question. Three hundred gold in that bag. I'd say there's about two hundred and twenty gold in this bag. <laughs> Insight check. God, you Oh shit. Glenn, we need to talk about how you keep stealing from all them. I can't, still can't believe you took the whistle from Rangrim. Ten. Against your insight. Eleven. I rolled a five, <laughs> yes! but I have a plus six. Wait, did you give me bless? Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Only himself. I bless. He cast Bane on you. Bane. <laughs> all right. Uh, Glenn gets like a little, like a little shit-eating smile. Like a little, like a little, you see a little like smile turn up in his Oh, yeah. like all right 200 gold 200 it's, it's a little closer to three well you can go ahead and take count and i hand him the bag of gold and i yeah awesome <laughs> and i yeah are you uh which which edge is it are you are you heading out the way you came which would have been like down the main road or are you heading out the uh the northern exit? definitely i don't know i was gonna uh, say the main road should we look at the map? Do we need a little look at the map? Oh yeah, can we see the full map? Map right here. Okay. We don't really have a reason to go north, right? Well, only because of the coin. But the coin said mountains and it was cold, which that's a really strong counter argument now that I look at the map and I see that there's a lot of mountains <laughs> to the north. I will but, say that's pretty far travel though. Um, I was gonna say, I don't like- You guys are also going in relatively blind. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of decaf about the person on the other side of the coin right now. Okay. Glenn, okay. Glenn does not care. So and, wh where are we? We're at as 30. As much as I would love for you guys just to spend the next five episodes walking around and, and fighting off the fucking frostbite up in those mountains. And we just pull a go Skyrim. Back to down. We just pull a Skyrim and do every side quest just and then fight horse, the first dragon right? and just, like, just punch just, it to death. <laughs> just jank your horse up the fucking mountain. What, we're at 35? Uh, yes, you're at 35 currently right now, and okay. the, uh, yeah, and 14 yeah, is Tintown. Okay. And you said it was about a day's travel? Or it three days is. travel? It is, so you'll have to take a rest halfway. Okay, so it's two days travel. Okay, yeah, I, I said we go back to Tintown. Did we oh. get any Mithril? We didn't yeah, even ask. Oh, um, yeah, shit, I completely forgot. Um, so <laughs> he would have, he would have told you that he wasn't able to find any, unfortunately. Damn. You alluded to that by saying you got fed up, but okay. Yeah, I say we we head out the ta the road we came down towards Tintown. Awesome. Y yes. Yeah. 
Sweet. So that means you go out the the cobblestone way. You pass by those uh, those shitty dogs uh, that are they're not like they seem actually pretty hungry now. Like they don't seem like they're really getting. Uh, they seem like they're kind of waiting around Joseph's uh, little meat area. Um, but yeah, as you as you go out of town, you just kind of head back down the road that you came in on, which kind of winds it winds out and around the town and runs along the forested area that you know is kind of surrounding the von hers lock uh so you're kind of like the, the forest is between you and the von hers lock at this point you're you're north of the forest and so you're traveling is there anything that you want to do uh during the day or during the travel before like getting to the point where you need to take a rest or whatever uh rangram would have divvied up the the gold 100 okay. apiece and handed it to everybody does it, do, does it check it out? Does it, was it even, Rangrim? Oh, of course. Glenn's is light by 20 gold. <laughs> <laughs> I, Glenn would count and notice that and it just kind of chuckles and shoots Rangrim a wink. <laughs> and I throw another, the other bag with the additional 20 coins in it. <laughs> Adam. That, hey man, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Am I right? I guess. I don't think um, I'm not a cheater. Uh, it's just guys, not in my nature. Are you guys casting? I know you, we talked about it, but are you guys casting identify on any of the items you picked up or taking a look at them? I can't at this time because I'm driving gotcha. a cart. Okay. Uh, I have. I could cast identify once, <laughs> and all the money's gone. And then, um, oh yeah, you were supposed to. You were supposed to see if you could get a pearl. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's the pearl, and I don't, I don't know what it identify is. It's just, <laughs> it's above, it's above me pay grade. Okay, pearl's no just this beautiful little, uh, little piece of tail back in town. I'll introduce you. <laughs> I wasn't asking about the pearl. I was, I whatever. Just drive. Like to, just drive. Glenn looks to Rangrim. Is uh, Rangrim? I know if you noticed, uh. There's a big old hunk of piece of metal on my back, but I saw some of the work you're doing back at Magic Shop, and I noticed uh, you might have a keen eye for some of that craftsmanship. You mind taking a look at it, seeing if you can't tune it up a little bit, make it a little a little sharper, maybe give it some after nice you, inlay. After you With stole pleasure. that whistle from him, you're gonna ask him to carve your shit. He doesn't know. Me? He doesn't know that. Yeah, he doesn't know it. Yeah, Rangrim was totally oblivious to the whistle theft, and he this is like his bag. He's very excited to absolutely. Awesome. Now be so that way he can pass the time doing something. Now be extra careful, please, because we only get one of these in our lifetime, and if I have to go back and try to find another <laughs> oh, one, oh no, I'm gonna have a really really bad time, and you're gonna have equally as bad. And I like very carefully hand it over to him and do that whole like, do you have it? Do you, do you? And let go. Give it to me. He's going and I very it. nervously drive the horses the rest of the way. Nice. So you're, um, so I, I assume that, you know, what kind of like setup would you do to do that? Are you, are you carving it while like on the cart or are you holding onto it? I would probably, if doing like some, some sort of engraving, Rangar would be kind of sitting in the cart, like Indian style with it draped across his lap, maybe something supporting the other end of it. 
-hmm. and like very focused using his Smith's tools. He'd be engraving probably like a were tiger onto it because he just marked a were tiger with it or something cool. sick like that. Some traditional rad. like tattoo artwork, like but a tiger. Yeah. That's rad. Um, no, that's that's really awesome. So you spend some time doing that, and like you you really get into it, and and you don't like probably don't notice that it's like it, it's starting to get dark. Like it's it's you know the day is passing, and um, so you're it's it's kind of like dusk when you're driving you're riding down the road, and you start hearing this like cackling kind of like distant laughter from uh come from in the distance and you can oh, see that's right i heard this on the way into town you can i did see, not tell you guys about that you can see a couple forms that seem to be um kind of crouched over or like there's they're kind of like moundish in uh in the distance on the pathway just off the path i slow the horse's pace when i see them i say uh, boys uh, I think we might have some company. Rangrim would take Glenn's weapon and just hand it to him and I'll look in the direction of the cackles to see if I can notice anything about the right. yeah. forms. Cosmo, like menacing. Cosmo yeah. looks up from his book. Let's get some perception checks going on here. Roll those bones. Night plank. 20. Dirty 20. Uh, dirty 20. A dirty 20 on my perception check. Nice. BK, what'd you get? Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Two, two dirty 20s. I got a 16. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so you guys can all kind of see it. As you're looking a little bit closer now and really focusing, you can see that it seems to be a couple different forms, actually. It looks like one, it looks like one person is kind of sitting on the ground and there is someone else bending over them. And actually behind that, there seems to be a horse that is kind of like very stout, like a, like a stock horse kind of thing. It seems to be just laden down with lots of packs of, of different things. And so it's like the way that the kind of the perspective of it originally made it look like one big mound, but it's actually like three individual forms. Mm. So is it just for the visual is it like the person sitting with their back to the horse who's off the trail and then there's a person yep. on the trail so, like leaning over towards them yep so if you were looking straight at it there's uh there's the person bending down with their back to you uh like seems to be bending over this person who's sitting on the ground and then behind both of them uh, silhouetted would be the horse okay mm -hmm. i i bring the cart to basically like a like a walk almost like if right Basically, as slow as the cart can go without it not stopping. I'm, a, okay. I'm, I'm gonna hop. It. I'm gonna hop out, Glenn. I'm gonna walk along the side of the cart. Hold on one minute before we do that. Why so? I'm gonna cast aid on the whole party. Nice. You guys that have aid. Your maximum HP by five for the next eight eight hours. Oh damn! Been aided. That's really rad. I'm about that AIDS. Cleric life, man. Look at that cleric stuff. Whoop. Uh, tight. Um, okay. Hell yeah, grip and rip it. As we as we approach, um, do I notice? Does it look like it's like a like a transaction going on? If like the the horse is like really late, does it look like it's like a like a traveling how close, merchant? How close are you getting? 
I mean, it's it's on the road, so right. it's, it's on the path. I would For say sure. probably by like thirty feet. I try to like okay. really start picking out by thirty like feet tight details. Yep, by thirty feet. I'm just gonna go with the same perception checks because you guys have been consistently looking at them. Uh, with and so you all would see this uh, as you're getting closer. The the there's an older uh, looks like an older gentleman that is kind of bending over this figure and the person on the ground is just has their head back in like these like shrieking cackles. And as you're now getting closer, you're realizing that they seem to be wearing this very familiar soldier armor uh, that you saw before. And you recognize this, uh, this person as essentially being part of that group that is that assailed you when you were making your way to Whitport. And that person's cackling? That person is cackling and they seem like emaciated, almost like they're like Wait, almost like they're like drying, they're dried up. Like they they seem like very like wasting away kind of thing. But so uh, uh, hold this? on, hold on, hold on. Like it's somebody that we fought before. One of them got away. Yeah. But we didn't see them. You never saw them. But they're wearing the same armor as the people that you uh, that assailed, which is it's the it's the soldier armor, the imperial soldier armor, but okay. it's got like holes in it and it's tattered and it's like and perforated. Okay. Yep. Okay. Just check. Just and just, what just about check the, it. What about the hunched over, like the person standing over and what do they uh, look like? You. It's an older man. And they seem to have their arm on them, and they're like, "Are you okay? Are you, are you okay?" Uh, and like at, as he's kind of hearing you come up, like he's looking around, like. Oh, oh, thank God. This, there's something wrong with this man. I, I've, I just came upon him, but he's, he's, he's got a sickness of some sort. Are they both wearing matching uniforms? He, this older man seems to be wearing just like gray, like gray, brown slack cloth, uh, and seems to be like very merchant garby. He has like, okay. seems like he has wares for trading slung over this horse from okay. the look of it. Okay. I, I, I Good. No, okay. I was gonna say, uh, hey, yo, uh, what, what's your name there, uh, friend? I actually wrote a name down for this. That's, that, that's all right. I, I'll, I'll hold. Uh, my name's Kurt. Kurt, yeah, this, this, very nice to meet you, Kurt. My, my name's Cosmo. These is, these is my comrades. I'm gonna go ahead and ask you to, uh, just go ahead and back on up for my friend there. Let's just leave oh. him be. Oh, you know him. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, I I need to. I was I was afraid that I was going to be late. So uh, if you have this under control, I'll I'll head on my way. Well, well, well let me hold on there. I just like to ask a couple of quick questions before you run off. But uh, you are I, you're just going full cop on this guy. All right, play, stay over here. Uh, just hand, hands where you see him. Put just, your hands on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I, Lawful good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I like to I like to Rangrim and kind of give him an eye like. Is any of this adding up? And then I do not take my eyes I, off the the creepy old man. I just don't want you to get hurt there, Kurt. I I I appreciate that. I I don't I don't want to get hurt either. I I I don't want any trouble. I just I I, yeah, I just you, stopped because he seemed like he needed help. Yeah, no, we greatly appreciate you stopping to help. And that's, I just want to ask, hold on there. Let's just and then I come over and I check on the guy. Like, okay, uh, what are you doing to check on him? Uh, what do I see? Just, I step up to him. I haven't touched him. What do I see? Yeah. 
you see a wasted away figure wearing armor that's probably pretty loose on them at this point. Um, wasted they away. Have, they have a, a crossbow slung over their back. Okay. And they um, they seem to be just like their head is completely back in this cackling laughter. And uh, that's right. that's what they're just sitting on the ground like this, like sitting up, but they're they're just kind of like head up like this in a very uh, very probably disturbing and un- unhumanly inhumanly way. Very. So, but they, do they look like they're dying? I mean, yeah, they just they look, look like there's they just look like they're they look laughing. Like they're wa- they look like they're waste like yeah, but they look like they're wasting weight. This person looks like they haven't eaten in days. Oh, like okay. That's it. Just like they look like they're wasting away. They're they're skin and bone, and they're just like they're just very ill looking. Right, and uh, okay. So then, at that point, I just kind of like, I just hey, uh, mate, you what's going on? You all right? And I just kind of give them a little nudge with my foot. Okay, the second that you touch them, their head snaps down to look straight at you. And this, they stop laughing and their face spreads into this like smile that kind of creeps way up their face. And do you have, uh, do you have any kind of dagger or knife? Uh, No. Okay. Uh, they, they grab a, uh, they grab a knife, uh, a dagger off of their belt and then just pull it up and just slash it across their own throat. And like they're enough to where like their head kind of goes back a little bit and they just start like, again, with that like nasty laughter that's now gurgly and wet sounding. And you probably are splashed with blood as this, uh, this figure is just kind of like head lolling to the side now doing this gurgling laughing. And after about a couple seconds, they, uh, the laughing kind of, slows down and then they just fall backwards. Jeez, what Cosmo, what did you say? Fuck. I I just kinda turn and I look back at Glenn and I'm just like, I didn't say anything, mate. I just was trying to see if he was okay and uh he just decided he wanted to end his own life. I don't know what the fuck I did. This is disgusting for one. And uh what should I do now? Kurt, you uh Oh my god, what the fuck? What is this? What happened? The, oh, I I just came across him. I I don't I don't want anything to do with this. You this is I I I can't. I and he's like packing up his bag. He's like I can't. This is he's like got blood splattered on him. He's just he's not. He seems like he's freaking the fuck out at this point. He's just trying to get the fuck out of there. Kurt Kurt Kurt, calm down, calm down. You you said you're on your way to somewhere. You you headed towards Whitport. You going the same direction we are. Uh yeah, I'm 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 no I. I don't even hold on. I, need to look. <laughs> I think you don't know where uh, he's going. <laughs> no, I don't know where he's going. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was headed, I'm headed to Whitport from the, uh, from the Ebon Ridge. The Ebon Ridge. Nice. It's uh it's beautiful up there. Well, we were just in Whitport and I gotta, I gotta tell you, it's, it's a little, it gets a little hairy along the road there. Why don't you uh take it real slow, but looks like you have some wares you might be trying to get rid of. Anything uh, worth worth trading? Maybe a little bit of a discount. Now that's got that tainted blood all over it. Uh, I it's mostly just flowers and grain, flour and grain. Ah, uh, it's a real bummer to hear you have nothing. All right, have a safe trip. Good luck with the the laughing people. 
So sad to hear that you have that useless trash. All right, bye. <laughs> Enjoy the blood. Uh, yeah, he he loads up and and starts uh, and just kind of heads off and is like looking back at you guys like multiple times, like, "What the fuck just happened?" Just, kind of like thing. casually, just waving, like, "Hey, have a good time." <laughs> and uh, when he's as he's like leaving, do I notice anything on his cart that looks not? like it's flour not, and it's not a, it's not a cart he has a or horse sorry it's it. his horse yeah sorry it i mean it just looks like there's sacks of grain just and of flour just thrown okay. over the side of it yeah i mean it, sure. there could be other things in the sack but they look like sacks of grain and flour and i like yelled to him like make sure when you get into town you say hi to jody for us is uh did, did we investigate the uh this uh friend here on the floor not after you uh fainted and just woke back up we we haven't the, yet we'll we'll do so right now that that's no that's all right leave it be don't touch it the last time i touched it it slit his throat you know what that is a good excuse i will be using that one it that, slit its own throat it did it did i didn't i just trying to see if i could shake it out of this funny laughter i'm sure it heard about the cinderella it did it and, uh, and Ringram looks at glenn and winks yeah, and I like to do like the nose thing to Rangram. Like, ah, cut his own throat. Got it. Right, right. We'll do that you, uh, all the time. Let me take time. a step back there, Cosmo. I uh, um, got a, a little way to maybe do some investigation without actually touching it ourselves. I like it when I... We're not <laughs> supposed to touch it. Rangram's just kind of kicking his leg. I couldn't even finish that sentence. Oh, where are you going, Cosmo? <laughs> Uh, I cast Mage Hand and I start to like. I just like... take a step. I take a solid dwarf step back. I, I, that's really about all I give. Nice, just a, a solid. So a three quarter step. Pretty much a little, a little half step. <laughs> a little half. Um, yeah. So you rummage through this this figure's clothing and, um, you aside from essentially, you know, tattered soldier gear uh, that you know imperial soldier gear and uh a the dagger and then a a crossbow like just a it's not a heavy crossbow it's just like a regular sized crossbow that was on this guy's back all of this stuff is like military issue for the empire and uh aside from that you don't really you don't really find anything special on them any of you uh god-fearing individuals get any weird vibes from this this body uh, it does Did, not seem like he he passed of natural causes you mean uh, weird vibes from the guy that was sitting here laughing his balls off and then cut his throat nah pretty standard and Rangram was under his breath like what the fuck and just goes back to the cart um uh, trying to pull up the rest of my character sheet here hold on i was wondering if you're gonna cast your uh your spell uh, I will I'm looking it up right now yeah say, can either of you guys see maybe some good and or evil can you see any or anything in between? Just like whatever one. Um, Maybe yeah. if you could like detect it. This, this, this. What I'm right. I'm trying. It's just taking a quick minute here. Give me a second. Yes. Yes. I cast uh, detect good and evil. It's dead, so I don't suspect that it can cast, uh, roll any sort of a saving throw. No, uh, it's a strong cat argument. Um, yes. So, okay. So, so what you get off of is as soon as you, as soon as you cast a spell, you, this thing lights up 
and you get just the nastiest vibes from it. Um, it, it you, I would use the term desecrated as for what this, this thing you get the vibes of and you get strong necromantic powers off of this thing. That's real nasty, bro. I'm just really into posy vibes only, so it's just not... Yeah, I just trying to think, keep, keep everything posy, you know? Ugh. Cha. This is well, uh, not... This, guys, this is not good vibes, and I'm a good vibes only kind of guy, and... Uh, really, I like to stay by those good vibrations. This is <laughs> real bad. Real, real bad. It's necrotic. It's necromantic. It's gross. It's not romantic. It's necromantic. I do it's, like that necromantic has romantic in it. Think about it. That's disgusting. Well, I uh, appreciate the heads up. I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Bad bad vibes all around. Why don't we uh, maybe stay away from this one? But Should we just leave it here on the road? I'm not touching it. I ain't touching it. I touched it once already. I mean, we could burn it. That seems fair. I don't want anybody else touching it. I, uh... Somebody else cast Fireball. <laughs> All Clint. right, and Rangrim casts Searing Smite and hits it with his Warhammer. Jesus, amazing! Uh, so yeah, that just makes it immediately burst into flames. That's what That's Searing Smite does. Amazing. Yeah, as Glenn is like reaching down to take the crossbow off of it, it just explodes. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. shit, All you right, wanted right. that? No, no, That's... it's fine. It's fine. We, I don't... Uh... You don't want that. We'll get you a better one. It's alright. We, we solved it's... the problem. Got it. Yes, problem solved. We'll get you another crossbow. I think I've got some cold around here. And I... guys, so you guys didn't take any of the equipment? Not okay. anymore. <laughs> Did you end up leaving the equipment at the town uh, nope. that you had collected? Okay. Nope, still in the cart. Uh, so I get into the cart, and I looked at Cosmo and said, Hey, uh, you hopping in? Yes, I'll hop in here. But uh, it's, yeah! it's, it's nearly dark, isn't it? We might want to try and find a place to camp out, or are we going to try and drive all night? I mean, last time, we, last time we took a nap, didn't go so hot for the rest of us, but, uh... I nearly passed out. You did? You took a little nap? I took a little nap. <laughs> I think we might be able to get most of the way home, but if you think we should pull over, maybe we'll set up a little bit of a perimeter this time. I, uh... Just with all of the things about the tatted lord around there. I don't know if I want to stop, but, uh... I don't think it's a good idea. Those other blokes said that, uh, we were going to die. Something about a tatted lord. Cecil seems to think he's, like, a really old guy. And then this guy laughing his balls off. I'm not sleeping a wink. That's That's a strong argument there, my friend. Well, why don't I take, uh... I'm gonna take a quick little little nap, and you guys take the first watch, and we can we can rotate and ride this one through. Nice, um, sweet. So I will just need a, oh, I guess a perception check from whoever's taking the first watch. Are we still driving though? Take it. Yeah, I'll need at least if you guys are riding through the night, I'll need a check from all of you, all three of you, at least once. Uh, I'm doing. That was mostly a question. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I think I think we should ride all the way through. So if I took the first watch, that would be a 14. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so you, uh, Glenn settles in, and Cosmo, I don't know if you're sleeping. I don't, I don't know if you need to sleep, but I, I guess, would you just 
be going to sleep as well or what trying to um yeah i suppose so um because i mean no i can i can stay up with him right because i'm on the elf can do the you rest can. yeah yeah you can and I, I it's not like you guys are going to a place where you you're going back to tin town essentially so like it's you're going back to rest so like you'll you'll be tired by the time you get there but perception is a 17 okay cool so with that you you ride for maybe another like 30 minutes 45 minutes not very long before you start recognizing the area you're at and you're noticing that oh this is where you pulled off for the camp before and as you're going by it you start hearing these like deep growling and scratching noises coming from in the trees from where you would have uh would have been where you guys had camped that first night uh Rengrim, are you hearing that yeah i think it's tigers again uh i don't think it's tigers mate it's tony the tiger that's great. <laughs> Need like 14 more hours in there. That's great. <laughs> great. 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 <laughs> the best I got. Great. Yeah, uh, that's very good. Rengrim, do we just try to keep driving or do we do we stop? I. It's kind of and like I pull out my weapon. How far from Tintown are we? You are seven hours from this point because it was eight. It's it was eight hours uh, to from there to there. So, uh, no, sorry, I apologize. No, it's uh, you are still probably about twelve hours away. Twelve hours away. Well, we're certainly not making camp here. That's right. Oh, elf, and I just kind of accidentally like ball tap Glenn when I try to wake him up. <laughs> awake. I just snap away. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What's up? You hear this shit? Yeah. Uh, roll me a perception, this? Glenn. I don't hear this shit. I got a seven. Um, one thing that is kind of odd that you really haven't heard something like this before, but you're you're hearing like these intermittent, like kind of. It's it's like this low, almost like a. a Flutish kind of sound, like a hollow noise that's kind of incorporated into the growls and the almost like a kind of bird call that's that's or a bird noise that's also like it's deep and it's also kind of incorporated into the growls and the scratching noises that you're hearing from coming from within the. Hey, uh, woods. hey, Glenn, or uh, was it Rangrim? I don't remember who has it. There was a whistle. J Joseph had a whistle, didn't he? We have that. Do we have the whistle? Oh, yeah. I think I have it, and Rangrim's looking for it. Uh, I cast Mage Hand and pull it out of my pocket and kind of, like, float it next to, like, his shoulder. And, like, I try to place it in his hand while he's going like this, as if he just, like, found it in his own hand. Okay. Uh, uh, slide a hand. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a two. <laughs> so, like, a six, probably. Okay, so... Oh, a nine. Holy crap, my slide of hand's great. I rolled so, a natural two and got a nine. So I'll say that you put it over there and, and you're not able to like pull off the clean like thing you want, but as he you're he's like looking around and moving, he knocks it out of the mage hand's hand and, and knocks it across the floor. 
Uh, I don't know how you'd react to that, Rangram. But uh, see, it tells you I had it. I don't know where, but I had it. This, my boy. Is it in the front or did it fall into the back? When uh, it, it would have just fallen. It would have just fallen wherever he knocked. Probably knocked it forward in front of him. Probably like fell oh. in my lap. I'm like, oh, see. There, there it is. There it is. Uh, what if we blow that thing on the green setting? Do it on the green one. Sure. And I just do it. I mean, last time we. Uh... <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so you hear it, everything like this, this whistle just in. It's like this. So it's on the green setting. So it's this like high pitch like piercing sound that echoes through the trees and and just kind of like it goes across the the land and into the darkness and then you hear everything get quiet and then you hear the sound of the rustling getting uh coming towards you and the sound of very heavy footfalls um as a pretty big form comes bursting out of the out of the trees uh Towards your uh, towards your cart, and we are gonna have to roll for initiative. Ah, fuck. Um, the hey, map, we hear something. Let's make noise. <laughs> the map is not gonna make the most sense, to be quite honest, to everyone that's in the chat. Uh, that's the limitation of things like prepping uh, maps before this. But use your imagination. Are we hopping into astral? Yeah. Yeah. Astral. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll get over there in a second. Hold on. Son of a bitch. I feel like Let's if see we if I can quickly change this map. Had slowed see. down the cart and tried to be sneaky about it. I was just trying to soothe things. It was just, you know, the yeah. green means go. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. The red one was the bad setting. No, red is stop. It no. was. It was. It was in when he. When they went crazy, he had the green one pushed in. No. Did so, I have it backwards? Okay. Either way, I mean, it's... um. So You pushed the red one in to stop them from being were-tigers. No, that's not what he said. It was it backwards? It's... You got it twisted? Either so, way, either way, I will say that it would not have had any bearing in that situation. Well, yeah, we blew a whistle in the forest. <laughs> yes. Yes. I. You don't have any idea what that whistle actually does as far as nope. like what enchantments are on it. So nope. it, I will say that it wouldn't uh, have any bearing on the situation. Rangrim blew it. I just was asking if we had it. I love it. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Fuck. That was just... So yeah. so we're going to pretend that y'all uh, got a little bit closer to that old campsite you were in. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with here. And... Uh, I'm gonna Fine. put put, put y'all's kids over here in the tree areas, and we'll just you got a you got a good old beautiful owly bear, wonderful, who is uh who seems to have been gorging itself uh on some on some some leftover meat in this campsite. Damn it! Some guys with no pants. Going for the sweetest meat. The Tin Town hot dog cart strikes again. Oh, we need to start that. Oof. Is some I, still, I still want Beard and Beautiful to be a thing. Uh, I got a 23 for my initiative. Woo! I got Doing a, it. Uh, Cosmo has a 15. 
I got an 18. Hey, Rangrim. I'm on initiative this time. Not dead last on initiative. <laughs> yeah, usually it's a single digit for you. <laughs> uh, bang ring, what'd you get? Uh, 15. I'm I am going around a little bit. There you go. To move. Can you take my full speed and move 30 feet towards this bush? Scope that here. bush. Um, and I'm going to do two things. As my first action, I am going to cast. Mm, is that what I want to do? Yeah, I'm going to, as a, as an action, cast uh, Minor Illusion. And I'm going to create just a barrel. Nice. In front. Oh, cool. In front of you? Yeah, I'm just going to make a barrel in front of me, and I'm going to take my bonus action to hide. That's some fucking sneaky shit. I like that. Okay. And I am going to hide. Sweet. And I rolled ass for stealth. Uh... <laughs> Let me see. I don't, I don't think the passive perception for this is very good. 12. Don't they have keen sense or some shit? Pretty oh, sure yeah, Owlbear's going to dick on us. Yeah, sight and smell. They know that you're there. It's cool. Yeah, um, probably. I sure. got a 12 for my stealth check. <laughs> and that is my turn. Sweet. Rangrim. Rangrim. Um, so is this a, this a free action or we are in initiative, correct? You're in initiative, yeah. He just rolled like complete ass and is at the bottom of it. He rolled a three. All right. Yeah, plus one. So what is it? Uh, shift click again so I can see the... Yeah, shift yeah, and then just like start on yourself and then hold shift. Why are we so spread out? You don't have to be. I can move you a little bit closer. No, that would make sense for me. Rangrim's gonna get right here. Looking directly at the owl there. And I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at it. Nice. Hell yeah. Get it. That is a regular old spell attack. It's it's nighttime, right? Natural twenty. Oh, natural twenty, nice. Ouch. Right. Uh, natural twenty, so it's forty-six. Oh. <laughs> uh, sixteen damage, and then if we're doubling that up, 32. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You blast this thing with guiding bolt. And uh, actually, what is the description of what does Guiding Bolt look like? It's a flash of light that shoots towards it. Does it very much just illuminates like, it? Just, yep, it's radiant damage. And as a side effect, there's a lingering, dim, glittering light around it that gives the next attack against it advantage until Fuck the yeah. end of my next turn. That's a good-ass spell. Um, All attacks until the end of your next turn has advantage. The next it. attack until the end of the <laughs> next turn, All attacks. Right? <laughs> All attacks the next attack um yeah so you blast this thing with this radiant light and you seem to just really take this thing uh off guard and this like it, it clearly like you know being attuned to the night vision it you know that blinding light just completely disorients it and seems to hurt it quite a lot and now it's glowing with this light um and yeah that is going to give cosmo some wonderful advantage and i'll take any advantage i can get Mm-hmm. let's go um, 
All right. So, Boy. all right. Cheerio then. Job's done. <laughs> nice. Work, work. Suck, suck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Cosmo's gonna run at this thing, and uh, while he's he can get there. One, two, three, four. Yeah, he can get there. Right. Right. And as he's, he's... so much farther and diagonally in D and D. He's a natural spawn sprinter. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, as he's running, he just like he casts a uh, hunter's mark on it, and uh, I guess he gets up there. I think is what it was. Right? It's all up in it. Gets up in it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Not trying to move the map. Oh and, no! Oh beans! Uh, oh, oh beans! And uh, he swings his war pick at this thing, and let's see what he does. I wish all battles went like that. And I swing at them, and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> just, there's a moment of pause. That, how was that? Was that good for you? It was good for me. <laughs> um, trying to f hold, please. Please hold. Do, do, do. Bum, ba, ba. Right, so I think that is a that is a sixteen to hit. Yes, that does hit. Okay. That does it. That'll do it. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do, pig. Let's roll some fat damage. There's a lot of weird shit going on there. Yep. Um, so that's gonna be, fuck, that's gonna be max damage. So th that is going to be f 14 plus 3, so 17. And then, um, as a, uh, and then also, uh, I'm gonna use my bonus action to... Shield shove this fool. Oh, is that a new thing you got? Yeah. At level four? Mm-hmm. All the uh all all the boys grew a level between last session and this session, so they're now level four and they're very excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um let's see, so I shove the creature five feet with my shield. Mm. Yeah. Does it do damage? No. Is there a strength check or anything like that? No, it just says just shove it? If That's I take it. it, if I take an attack on my turn, I can use my bonus action to shove the creature five feet. That's pretty awesome. With actually. my with my shield. Yeah, so I'll say that because of how disoriented it is, and you know, being kind of like blinded by this—not statistically blinded, but actually like just you know the, the blinding light of it and take, being taken off balance—you you're able to knock them back five feet uh, a lot easier than you would think that would you would be able to you know being a large owl bear. I can push a bear. Fuck off. Whoa, whoa. Didn't mean to offend. A lot of hostility. Uh, a lot of hostility. Yeah, well, it's a weird vibe we just got here. Um, awesome. Yeah, so you shove this owlbear back, and kind of the, the, the pushing of it seems to actually kind of 
bring it back to its senses a little bit, and it's going to immediately shake its head and then just charge right back in at you. And it's going to take a couple... It's going to take a couple or one swipe with its claws and then try to bite at you. What we got? We got a 14 plus... 14 plus 7, so we got a 21 for that first hit. Gross. And then a 18 for the second hit. No. Claws. No. Okay. So it got, got you with the beak, uh, and that is going to be just, just, a little, just a little bit damaged. Just a little just, bit. It's fine. It's just... I should have casted Bane instead, damn it. <laughs> I, I mean, I think you did pretty good. Um, that's just a, a, a soft 13. It's fine. Oh, that's not even... That's nothing. That's just a... Tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. You'll survive. I'll be all right. And that is the owlbear's turn. And it is the top around with Glenn. Uh, so, peeking from behind my barrel, I realized that uh, this is not going like any of the previous encounters we've had so far in Glenn's life. And... He closes the distance and goes for the flank. And uh, as he's doing so, he pulls out his double scimitar, sparks it with uh, some lightning energy, and he takes an attack uh, he's to the side of it. I'm guessing I have advantage on him because he's... Or at least I would get sneak attack because he's within five feet. Uh, yeah, you're. A, he's engaged with uh, Cosmo and him. Are engaged. Uh, 24 to hit. Twenty-four to hit. Uh, yes, that yeah might hit. Weirdly enough, it's crazy. That's two feet four, two d six. Uh, so he takes ten damage from that. Uh, so he takes sixteen damage total on that first hit. Um, yeah. For my bonus action. Ooh, sorry. There's a d eight attached to that because I cast booming blade. That's another five damage there. And then for my bonus action, I'll follow up with that backside of the double-bladed scimitar and bring that over just to the back of its neck uh, for another attack. Oh, it's a nat 20. Fuck. Which yes. is neat. Let's go. Um, but <clears throat> honestly, that is honestly, just a double D4, which is Honestly, as damage. much... Six Perfect. Uh... You, it was dead before you came down with the second hit. Just so you know, that's so exactly how, how Glenn would do it. How did it die? So as a that was fast. As he like takes a swipe and a bite at Cosmo, um, Glenn notices like a chance of opportunity. Just starts sprinting at him. Takes out his double blade. It sparks with some lightning energy. Takes like a his first swing up to the gut, just under the ribs. And then he turns it right back over to the back of the net and just like takes its head off. Cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, it fucking you it doesn't have a lot of neck being an owl bear, but it uh, you were able to get through that that meat. It's kind of like starts falling after as you slice through it, you're able to cleanly cut through that that thick neck and its head goes rolling across the ground, kind of past Cosmo and it falls to the ground. And a spark of blooming bait. More blood on eyes. Cosmo. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> its eyes explode because of blooming blade, booming blade. It's like gross. that's really uh, gross. You just really like to just cut things, don't you? It's uh, it's kind of my mo. And I look over 
to where the campsite was previously. Let me say, I looked back to the owl bear and I looked to Rangram like, "You guys hungry? What you want to eat their dicks too?" No, no, no. <laughs> I, I was, I was talking about. Well, I'll handle food. Why don't you guys just take a seat? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go get clean. I'm not too sure I'm gonna eat whatever he's thinking. I'm gonna just go get cleaned up. Just fuck, fuck off. <laughs> um, I'll say that uh, Cosmo, just a little bit into the into the woods here, you can hear the sounds of like uh, just to the left, you can hear the sounds of like a, a stream of some sort that probably runs into the Vonhurst Lock. Not too far. That's that sounds no. Okay. I take a, I don't know, the arm, the arm wing of the owl bear. I cut that off and pluck its uh, feathers. the wing or the thigh. The arm wing. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I start a small fire and I start cooking. Nice. Owlbear. Yeah. Yeah. So you're back in this this campsite that you stayed in, I guess, a, a two days ago, something like that. Um, still, this this tent to the, the the top left one there is destroyed. Uh, there was a there was like a body that had been tangled up in it. Um, if you guys actually want to all, except Cosmo because he's washing his face, but Rangrim and uh, Galan, if you want to roll me a perception check. But <laughs> seven. <laughs> um. So Rangram, you're you're kind of I, you know what actually because you deal with the dead a lot more. Um. I'm gonna say that if you want to roll me uh, with advantage for that perception check. Cool. Likes that. Natural twenty. Sweet. Uh. Yeah. So you're you're at first you're kind of like looking and you're not really paying attention. But then something catches your eye and it seems very out of place. You 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 see one of these corpses that. One of the ones that hasn't been as defiled by this owlbear. And it's the captain. And when you are looking at them, you're like, that's not the way we left that two days ago. The body seems to have like shriveled like some sort of husk. Like if you had taken the kind of deterioration that you'd seen in the person on the road and you had taken that and expand, like it just tripled that. Uh, they look like they it is like dried up like this shell of a thing and you're and that's the body that you're looking at here and it just um, looks wrong good glenn stop uh plucking the feathers and i start walking over <laughs> did he always him. look like it? oscillating between hair and feathers just yeah <laughs> i mean uh, i'll be honest i think he was actually a little healthier looking just after i cut his throat so i'm gonna I'm assume he's gonna have the same plight as our our laughing friend earlier Necromancy. i i poke him with my blade oh I'm you die guitar. I just, <laughs> and dead oh uh, yeah and you die um no yeah you're all liches <laughs> yeah uh yeah you uh you poke it and actually as you poke it it like it, your blade goes through it and it makes like this crusty dry sound like we were poking charcoal with a stick that's like essentially like it kind of like deteriorates a little bit as you poke into it like puff pastry yeah it's like a it's like a it's like empty inside like what like, i pull the dry I, I pull the double scimitar bag and then look at ring i was like damn you made made this nice and sharp thank you and i uh, do my best Sorry, y'all forgot. Cosmo, we found another one of your laughing friends. 
I'm still washing off from the last one. <laughs> no, um, no more fun. That's enough funny business for me for one day. I take take Mage hand and I start to like kind of lift its limbs. Do I notice like any marks on its oh, body? Oh, the second the second that you lift up the limbs, the arm is like it breaks into about four pieces. I was gonna say that's just gonna break, huh? It, oh. And it like the skin on it is just like falling apart, and there's like the bone is inside of the skin, but it's like hollow inside of that. Uh, I don't know about you boys, but I'm not sure if uh, sleeping in this camp seems like such a good idea. I've we met a couple owl bears, and they do not do this to a body. They do more of that, and I point to like a hanging dick from the dead owl bear's mouth. <laughs> I, I come back to the camp and uh, and I just say, "Well, it seems like you think we should stay for a little bit if you're gonna cook." Uh, you know what? I I seem to have lost my appetite. Um, I say we hit the road and maybe hey. try to get back to Tin Town before anything I, wants to make tell us a good joke. Hey guys, gonna get owl up there? Get the owl out of here. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. It's not worth interrupting you. Continue. What do you What do you fellas want to do? Um, last time we slept here, it didn't work out very well for anyone. Right, right. I I really do think we should get out of here. And uh, just guys, mind helping me load this big old owl bear up into the cart? We can get the hell out of here. I don't think. Why do you feel like we need all of it? I mean, it's good meat. I'm hungry. You guys, just so you know, you do have a small cart. It's not a, like a very big cart. You probably can grab a couple couple wings, uh, but I, I think that there's not much, and people are going to be sitting on those wings in the back of the cart. I take the one arm that I was cleaning up, and I throw it in the back. <laughs> that, I'll yeah. allow it. There's no reason to try and gut this whole thing right here. We just be on our way with what we need. Apparently, something else might come along and need it. Nice, you guys. Ingram just... is going to take some of the fingers of the dead guy or attempt nice. to yeah see so you pick them up and you are able to get uh as you grab it and kind of like i don't know how gingerly are you are you trying to pick this thing are you just grabbing the hand and trying to trying to pull the fingers off well you like reached for a small knife and went to cut the fingers off just kind of grabbed the hand to see if i could cleave the fingers off yeah so you press into the the fingers and they pretty much break right where the the bone would have met and uh it, when you go to pick them up the the skin almost turns to dust in your hand it almost seems to be like literally deteriorating as you're looking at, as you are here it is decaying at an extremely fast rate and so like you're essentially holding like this like skin dust in your hand and now finger bones that's gross i'm gonna put it in a pouch cool. i'm gonna keep that for later hijinks pinky bones Make sure you write that down next to the, the three pound doorknob or thirty. Oh, pound I did. I have, a, I have. Um, <laughs> can we let I go of the doorknob now? I have an item on my character sheet now that is just miscellaneous metal. Amazing. But I just add up by the pound because uh, three pounds of doorknob is confusing. <laughs> Doorknobs are important, man. Uh, so once I saddle up into the cart and I see my little dwarven friends hop in, I go yeah and start down yeah. the road again. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so I'll use um, I'll use your guys' original uh, search. So you're able to get through the first 
half of this length uh, without problem. So if uh, the next two that are gonna be keep it staying up and looking, if you guys wanna just roll me perception checks for the last leg. Uh, I think it's just the elf, right? It shouldn't be our... Or... Yeah, well, we were only like Ooh, out, we'd only... I have Tin Town, yes. Sweet. Um, yeah, um, what was I gonna say? We only drove for like a half an hour, so like shit. Yeah, so I'm gonna say you you're able to make it six hours without problem. And so this is gonna be the last six hours of the, of of that we need to do checks for. Okay. Right. Yeah, you're able to safely make it the first six hours of the of the leg. And without issue, um, you're not hearing cackling of any crazy kind. You hear noises from in the woods, but nothing that seems to be, and you don't run across anyone else. It's, you know, it's, it's in the middle of the night getting to, you know, 6 a.m. early morning time. Okay. Uh, we, oh, are we getting into said, If the sun's coming out, Rangrim's going to go down to sleep because, you know, okay. sunlight sensitivity and all. Smart. I'll nap for the last leg. Sweet. Roll me a couple of perception checks then, Glenn and Cosmo. I got a big old 12. Nice. Let me check me modifier. This uh, perception is gonna be a 14. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, you're getting... Uh, Glenn, you seem to just be focusing on the road, but Cosmo, you're just kind of getting pretty tired. and But... You, you know, you're able to make it the rest of the way um, with without any issue, and you're eventually, you know, you can kind of see the trees parting, and you see the road that is leading you down. It starts sloping down into the tiered city or tiered town, I guess, of Tintown. We keep heading towards. Uh... I would say matches, I think. We Actually, need, no, we go to livery. We need to drop off the cart. Let's get rid of the dead head in our... Oh, yeah, that tracks. All right. I, uh, <laughs> Glenn looks at Cosmos like, uh, you ready to click that bounty? Let's go and uh, turn in this filthy human skull. Oh, we were do I forgot we were doing that. And I, I kind of dropped the cart off by, uh, yep. by there, and I could say... Uh, Cosmo, I think you can, uh, you can handle this interaction. I need to make a stop of my own, actually. And I, I hit Rangram's foot, try to wake him up. Rangram, <clears throat> get out. We what? We're home, mate. Let's, let's go and, uh, let's just collect this, uh, gold and, uh, carry on. Agreed. Okay, so, Cosmo, you're returning the cart. Um, what else are you in? Nope, you're not. What are you guys doing? I'm taking the bounty, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rangrim's going to go with Cosmo to... Okay. I'm just hopping out of the cart and following Cosmo to go. I have Glenn, the cart turn in the... I have the cart, the owlbear, and uh, the weapons. Okay. Uh, what, are you, what are you looking to do? Um, avoid the, uh, the popo, the guards. Um, I would be... I don't remember making a stop by. Let's go with Madge's, and I would drop the weapons off on the back side of Madge's shop, not actually in Madge's shop. Then I would drop off the cart at the livery, and then I would go find Joro. 
Nice. Um, wait, so sorry to say that again. I was thinking about my own things. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Catching up to you. Three I hours. Would, yeah, I would. Yeah, three hours of sleep. I would take the. Uh, I would take the weapons that okay. I got off the tattered soldier or tattered okay. lord guys. I would hide those behind Madge's shop. I imagine okay. it'd be like some trash pile back there, like a dumpster, okay. if you will. I hide it back there, put a cloak over it, disguise it best I can. Um, and then I would drop the cart off at the livery. Okay. Um, I would throw the owlbear arm over my shoulder. I would drop that off at Cosmo's house for Cosmo's mom to make stew. And then I would start making my way towards the mines to find Joro. Awesome. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll check back in with you on that then. And then, uh, Cosmo and, uh, Rangram, do we want to, um, you guys are going over to turn in the bounty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we are. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you're able to get over to the, basically Imperial, just like, a, it's a, it's a relatively small stronghold that they have here, just like a little barracks and, uh, you're able to get over there and check in with them. Um, I don't think we need to do much of an interaction unless you guys really want to. Uh, essentially, they're extremely pleased with what you've been able to bring back. And with the additional notes on there, you are going to get the full bounty, which I believe was 800 gold, um, if I remember right. And so yeah. they, they, give, they give you the full bounty. I'll, I'll double check and make sure it wasn't higher than that. But uh, either way, you're going to get the full bounty that was promised to you. They kind of begrudgingly are like, I don't didn't really expect to have to give as much money out but it's not their money it's the it's you know it's the it's the empire's money they don't care so they they hand it over to you in a sack and take the head and just kind of throw it in a in a pot in a corner or something and then uh that's the kind of let you go on your way that seems right the only yeah that seems good i don't have anything um awesome so uh, Cosmo or Rangram, is there anything you wanted to do? Um, no, maybe after this interaction, we probably would have probably would have made my way back to Magic Shop eventually. Cool. But I'd cool. still be, you know, shooting the breeze with Cosmo, counting out winnings, deciding whether or not how much we tell the elf <laughs> that we got. Heading over to like the how much How much more ale we could buy first and then tell him how much gold we can get. All sorts of that stuff. Heading over to the Matic Tavern. Yeah, I think so. Turns out Glenn is actually a demon this whole time and just trying to turn you guys into evil characters. <laughs> Amazing. Likely. Just slowly turning you. Um, yeah, Glenn. So just give me... Uh, I, so we don't have to go through the rigmarole because we need to wrap up here pretty soon. Uh, let, uh, if you're sneaking down into the mines to get past the guards and go talk to Joro, if you want to uh, just roll me a... Just a stealth check. Well, I'd actually be doing uh, basically exactly what I did last time, which was just once I get to that first gate, as I'm approaching, like sneak off into a corner, cast this guy's self as okay. some no-name guard, show up, knock on the door, okay, try to yeah, call him out for a shift. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, I'll say that with that, since you've done it before, I'll let you just kind of do that today. And so you're, you're able to... Uh, disguise yourself, get past the guard station and get farther in. And you don't actually 
go to the same meeting place that, because you don't have a scheduled meeting with Joro this time, you actually see Joro uh, kind of milling about and uh, as, as you're coming into town. Hmm. Like as you're as you're like it's in you're in this sorry i'll describe it for anyone that's new because we haven't been down here in a little while but there's essentially a underdark creature uh being like almost like a refugee camp that is not that's that's built up around this the inner part of this mine that is not allowed to go to the surface essentially uh these these figures are not like permitted to go to surface level so they're kind of staying here uh but don't want to be in the underdark because it's dangerous and so that's kind of, and Joro is the unofficial leader, uh, this handsome dark elf uh, figure that is uh, kind of their unofficial leader of this group. Band of, band of misfits. Uh, walk up to Joro. Hey, buddy, it's, uh, it's been a little bit. How you doing? It has, it's been as about as good as it can be, to be honest, but uh, I appreciate you, you returning. You uh, have any more difficulties? Maybe some, some big ugly bastards from down below? I haven't had anything as of yet, just uh, the continuous problems we have with the mining company, of course, but uh, how was the road? Uh, tumultuous, to say the least. We've, uh, made some friends, killed some friends, you know, rinse repeat. Sounds uh, about a, a net even then. You, uh, you have any trouble with the guards around town or is it pretty much status quo? Well, uh, I mean, the fact that you know, we're still, you know, st- still down here and not allowed to be up on the surface is kind of a consistent perpetual problem, but, you know, we make do, we, we do the best we can. And, uh, we haven't had any, any new, any new additions to the, the crew down here, but, uh, the, the gnomes that you rescued and the, uh, the dark elf lady that, uh, came up when you fought the hook whore, uh, they're settling in, Nicely, we've uh, kind of all patched together and built them some shelters, and you know, for the time being, that's I think it'll do. And about the mining company, what uh, they increase their hassle, or are they still pushing you guys around? I, you know, they're always they're always the same, and it's it's one of those things that eventually has to break, but we can bide our time. We can wait. We're patient. I'm glad you brought that up. I uh, happened to come across some of those supplies you were looking for earlier, and I take a look around to see if anybody's eavesdropping. Um, yeah, you see Samwise Gamgee? <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, always Sam. Uh, I wasn't dropping no eaves, sir. Honest. Now, you see, you're far enough away from the gate. I mean, this is not a, a small cavern that, that this is in. Um, <laughs> so good. And it... Uh, so you're you're far away enough from prying ears and prying eyes of the actual like mining company guards and the only people around you are denizens of this little refugee camp and they as much as they're like interested in you they're not really like they don't seem to be like creeping or anything of the sort okay um so yeah then glenn kind of explains in pretty good detail the whole tattered lord situation getting jumped the the people that may have actually like, been, if were you, sent after him. If uh, this sounds like a pretty, pretty serious, as you're like, you get into a little bit and he's like, Oh, this is a little bit more of a, seems like this is kind of a serious situation. Um, let's, and so he actually invites you into his, like, he has a, it's, it's 
big enough tent to go into and it's made from like just kind of ramshackle pieces of fabric but it's it's it's, it's big enough to stand in and a couple like he has a bed in the corner and whatever else but it's it's kind of like a, think of like the size of a constructed like military tent for like a commander that kind of sure. thing okay um so i go into detail say yep you uh you ever heard of this tattered lord does this ring any bells for you i know you've been around quite some time and you've you've got some connections in places that maybe i haven't quite made yet sound familiar to you that's uh i i'm unfortunately that's a new one for me my my knowledge and connection doesn't extend far above the surface unfortunately at this time um but i can always put feelers out and see if we can potentially find out some more information for you yeah anytime you uh you hear that name pop up send me a letter you you always find a always have a way of finding me and then uh this might be a little bit of a lead, but do you recognize this coin? And I pull out the like super etched destroyed coin and I kind of hand it over to him. You recognize that that face? It doesn't look like any currency I recognize around here, but seems um, seems pretty important. Roll me, uh, roll me an insight. I am terrible at those, and I rolled even worse. Um. Uh, 10 okay you hand this coin over to them and they joro seems to just study it pretty like you know really looking at this thing and flipping it over in their hands and then after a second hands it back over to you and says i i don't know what this is i don't know where it came from but i believe it to be important well, Joro, that's why I always come to you. You've always got the the great insight. Joro's a sack of shit. Why don't we discuss, you know, maybe next steps on uh, getting you some of those supplies. I know you had a little bit of a bounty associated with it, but I don't know how you necessarily see me sneaking. It's about a cart's load's worth of materials down here. Do you have a, a chain of supply chain that might be able to get this through, or how do you actually see us getting this to you? That's... It's great that you actually bring that up. So we do need more assistance from the surface. That's why I was excited when you had brought your friends down because, you know, more people to smuggle goods across, especially your friend Cosmo working here down the mines can bring items just slowly over time. Each time he comes down, uh, that could be a pretty useful tool. Uh, about that. He's not necessarily uh, the loose moral type. He he believes in what's right and what's good. And I'll be honest, I've been trying to chip away at it. And it is, I think, actually starting to rub off on me. So if we can create a little bit of distance for a couple moments. But come to think of it, I might be able to use that to my advantage and i cast this guy's self as cosmo that's very fucking good nice. that's very fucking good um I yeah say, say in my voice uh, this, this might be an opportunity might be able to work this one out god i can't wait for you to do a cosmo voice <laughs> do do glenn doing cosmo <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i don't even know what that would sound like i can't even fathom it 
appreciate your time, Jorah. And I smack the bottom of his hand. Coin flies up in the air, and I grab it. I'm like, uh, I'll see you soon with some with some goods. You got anywhere you want me to put them? Just you know where to find me. Just uh, make sure you got the gold ready for it. And he walks out and starts to head his way back as Cosmo. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll say that then you... I, did you guys end up heading to the Matic, or do you want to just kind of run into each other just outside the mine? Like I would assume back? that they went to the, the, the Matic, so I would go that way. Okay, cool. So yeah, you meet up at the uh, the Matic, which is an outdoor... It's kind of like a... I've switched out, out of Cosmo's disguise by, by like, <laughs> way before I get outside the mine. Oh, shit, guys, sorry. Yeah. Um, Shows up Cosmo looking like me. Not, yeah. <laughs> feel like you might be a little bit upset about that I one. don't know which one to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Where did some... you get a gun? <laughs> the Matic is, uh, just for anyone that's new, the Matic is an outdoor, uh, outdoor but covered tavern that exists in this town that essentially doesn't have any walls, and it's just like kind of outdoor, uh, I don't know, bench-style seating around a central... It's heavily marked with the number 13. Yeah, heavily marked with the number 13. Um, to keep you guys in there. Awesome. Yeah, you you all meet up there and just are kind of hanging out. Is what do you, is there anything that you guys want to accomplish before we kind of wrap this thing up, or anything you want to do for like essentially you're it's kind of free reign for you guys for the end of the day, uh, and then we can kind of wrap up at night. It's didn't the day just started? We rode all night and just got here. Yeah, right? no, it's noon. It's noon right now. Fuck, I'm tired. It's 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 like one o'clock, one or twelve or noon. I'm just saying, like you have the rest of the day. I just I have something I want to get to tonight. Oh, I uh, I would nothing. look to Rangrim and say, hey, uh, I've got a got a set of tools or got a set of weapons for you. Left it behind a magic shop. Could use a uh, use some polish, use some, you know, fine tune. See what I can do. Appreciate that and uh. About that whistle you had, I know there's a spot in town that might be able to help us find out what exactly that does. So far, we've seen it summon were tigers and owl bears, and I think if we had a little bit of control over that thing, we might be able to use it for our side. You wanna, you wanna take a little trip with me? Not really. And I just throw the whistle to him. <laughs> awesome. I catch it. <laughs> I, I look to look to Cosmo, and I like kind of like nod towards him. I say, Cosmo, you. Feel like going for a little adventure, seeing what these might have in store. Or are you gonna trust me with this one? Uh, no, I'll tag along. Let's see. The last time I let somebody blow this whistle, it near me got me. Uh, I got covered in blood. Someone told me twice. To I that I did not tell you to do it. I asked you if you had it. Ranger, I remember it differently. Uh, Ranger, we'll go get this sorted. Why don't you see if you can't come up with some fun, fun drinks? While we're away, uh, you're so good with names. I figure you might be able to find a good one. There's no I'll do just that, right? And knowing the town, would it be the reliquary? Sorry, I'm looking at the yeah, number twelve. Number you... twelve, or would it be the artifacts? The so artifacts are tinkering. It's totally up to you. You would know that the 
the either one of them has the potential to identify potentially what is on this you could you don't know for sure you haven't been there but you you know that either like someone who deals in artifacts would have the ability to probably identify and someone who does who who tinkers with magical items probably has the ability to identify magical items so you could go to either of those two things uh i would go to the reliquary because the tattered lord is old and artifacts are old right okay so are you elf Hey, you're uh, no sprite chicken yourself. I'm just a, um, I'm a young dwarf. Awesome. Yeah, you go over to, uh, where the fuck is the real quarry? <laughs> it's 12. It's like, okay, so you go over there and it's just like, you, as you're walking up to this place, you, it probably was, would be pretty easy to pass by. It seems like this like house that is kind of roughly called a store, I guess, but it is like very, very, very run down and kind of like, really nestled in underneath this this ledge and uh as you're out going inside there's like a, a kind of like a roughly marked sign that says the reliquary and uh you can you can just it's pretty dark looking inside and you can just hear uh something messing around inside and like throwing things around and like ah fucking god god damn it what the f uh it's here somewhere uh, hey, uh, anybody here? Can we uh, get some help, maybe? Good. Co you, Cosmo gives the door a good knock. So, yeah, you knock it, and it swings open. Now you can see more of the scene that is just literally piles of stuff everywhere. Like, just, there's no organization. There's literally tables. It's like the worst antique shop you've ever been in, and things are just, like, piled on top of each other. And uh, you, when you talk and speak and hit the door you hear someone like move at the start and bang their head on something and then start just cursing in a language that you don't understand and you see a small but very very withered looking uh like goblin uh goblin lady that wearing these like like flowing red robes that are just dragging on the ground behind her and very ornately uh, marked with like silver threading mm -hmm. and she well, uh, welcome to the reliquary. As, what can I help you with? As as I see the uh, like the current Behold status. Behold my treasures. As I see the status of the room walking in, I just turn to the I turn to Glenn and I say, don't steal anything, elf. And then I just, I heard that. Don't you dare. Just keep an eye on me, friend. We actually have an artifact to uh, have you inspect for us, uh, madam. Uh, she she goes, uh, she goes. Actually, I'll keep my own eye on you. And she points her finger up into the air, and this floating uh, like spectral eyeball appears and is now floating around and watching. I just keep my eyes on that. I've <laughs> literally tuned out of the conversation. I'm just now focusing on that. We uh we came and we we've come across this artifact from up in the up near the uh, lock. What mystic lands have you found this in, madam? It's from the lock. Uh, from Whitport, we came across it when seeking a bounty. Well, that's not very exciting. Well, I think you might find it very exciting. Uh, hand it over, Glenn. Let me have it. Without taking my eyes off the floating eyeball, I flip him the coin. 
I thought oh, we were. Yeah. I thought we was gonna ask about the whistle. But all As right, it's flying through the air. My mage hand goes out, <laughs> catches it, and I uh, you're, you're, you're chuck oh, in the whistle. Your oh shit hand comes out because right out I, of the air. I don't know if I know about the whistle. Do I know about or the coin? Do I know about the no coin? No one knows about the coin except Glenn right now. Okay. Uh, then I throw him the whistle. I catch that. No, I still do it. Fuck it. I flip him the the coin as it's in the air. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I go catch that with my mage hand. I toss him the the whistle. Nice. Uh, um, well, I, uh, maybe we have two artifacts, but for now, uh, I dirty old coin. No, I think I have the whistle. <laughs> yeah, you have the, you have the whistle. Um, yeah. So she she uh reaches her these like long spindly like dirty fingernailed got like long fingernail goblin hands up and like it they kind of scratch across your palm as she picks this thing up and is like looking at it like oh this is it's interesting she like walks she like kind of hobbles over to a table and just whatever you do don't blow in it just don't yeah 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 and she's like she's turning her back to you and waving and then the eyeball is just kind of like floating and is looking like looking around at both of you now just keeping its eye on you its eye literally um and she's like waving her hands around and doing some sort of bullshit and eventually uh oh this is this seems to have been custom made for someone this has the ability to expose a shapeshifter it can force them into their true forms and but hmm and she pokes the other one's like oh i see yeah this this one turns them back which which one turns them back is it the red one or the green one who's to say <laughs> well you i you well you see madam i i really must know because me friend he's ways is the red one okay and- green means go red means stop that's what that's the rule for this thing well, thank you, madam. You, your voice changed, but uh, what? Do, do you know is any I can't other? Wait to see the fucking waveform on this thing after when I'm editing this video too. It's gonna be like ah. It's great, watching it from this end. It's doing awesome. It's doing good shit. Awesome, I love it. I uh, get really close to this thing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Glenn. Uh, Glenn looks at the the eyeball is floating. This guy says, uh. I don't think I've ever seen this magic. What what am I looking at here? An eyeball. No, I noticed that, but you know, most eyeballs they don't float. Yes. It's it's think of it as a version of a, a mage hand. Uh just a different body part. Oh. And then I send my mage hand, I poke it in the eye. <laughs> it um yeah, I guess you can do that. It, it, you poke it and the the mage hand it like it blinks as if it's it's been hurt and then it kind of like whizzes back a little bit and then it's just kind of like like furiously furiously blinking now at, uh, farther away but it's staying farther away from the mage hand i look at uh i look at her i'm like hey i think uh i think they might be friends you'll have to show me that trick someday that's a good one i looked at cosmos like uh you got everything you need here well, I was trying to get some questions asked about this whistle, and you was just going around poking things in the eye. It's a new thing, man. I've been around a long time, and I've not seen this. This is surprising. Well, apparently you can't keep from stealing things either. 
stole nothing. Now. So, uh, hello. Uh, I'm still right. here. Yes. Um, yes. I, are you selling this whistle or what? What do you want for it? What do you want for it? Well, I have. Uh, what do I, you want for it? I have me eye out for some mithril. Ah. Hmm. That's interesting. How much do you need? All of it. Well, that's 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 not an amount. That's 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 just the term. That's so many. My friend left this town for the first time about three days ago. It's it's a pretty new adventure. Uh, Talking Cosmo, to humans? I, You're I, not a human. I chuck. Cosmo, I, we, I, uh, oh, that's that's mean. I chuck him. <laughs> a, I I strength check him with my bow with my elbow. <laughs> Open bows. Yeah, I'm, sure. Roll it. Oh, I fucking did. What is it? It's a twenty-five. Oh yeah, you win that one. <laughs> nice. It's a dwarven bow right in the dick. Kind of just hobble over, Mike. Look, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to help you out. I've been, a, I have traveled many places, and uh, I'm just trying to help my friend. Uh, it's, uh, me friend Luther. He needs some mithril to fix his dinghy. Oh, Luther, the big, big guy? The, the, the big, the, what is it? Uh, yeah, you uh, know what he is. what they're called. Right, uh, right, this one. That, the metal thing. Right, yes, Henny needs some okay, mithril. Yeah. But if okay. you don't have any, I'll just go ahead and take me whistle back, and I reach out no, to take no, it. No, 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 I would you in this wonderful portfolio of all these items. You think I do not have mithril? Well, it certainly doesn't seem organized. And I reach out for it again. <laughs> you, wait, you do what? I reach out for it again. Oh, the item? No, no, no. Hold on. Hold, just hold your horses. Hold on. Just hold on. I, I don't think I have one, like... You you want all the mithril, but well, I have well, some I, I, mithril. How much mithril do you have? I so I have some pieces of mithril jewelry that could be piled and melted potentially. Oh, all right. Well, uh... let me let me see one one second. She she takes the she's holding onto the whistle still, and she's walking around and starting to dig through stuff. And uh, after like a like, kind of rummaging and knocking piles over and crap, and she she comes back with like a a bowl, like a pretty like a, it's like a small like I don't know dish full of is like. It, is it a cup or is it a bowl? So it's a bowl. It's a bowl of mithril. It's about you you would say like maybe like equivalent to like this this much mithril. Well, uh, I tell you what, I am not the smith. For me friend and I don't really know how much mithril we need but uh that's why I, I clearly that's Damn why I, I take your take your trash get out of here get out that's all right that's all right that's all right I'll take me whistle and uh we'll take it somewhere else and if I want the mithril I'll come back the mage hand waves to the magic eye a uh a spectral foot appears and kicks you in the butt and as you're walking out and then the uh she waves her hand and the uh doors both <laughs> slam shut behind you i don't think and that you're, 
You're right, Cosmo. You handled that one perfectly. Why don't we uh, see if we can't find our friend, maybe get an amount of mithril we're going to be looking for before we uh, take on this next conversation. Maybe. Let's, let's go see. We'll just... I was just trying to help my friend. You going to hold on to that whistle or you want me to take care no, of it? No, I'll keep it. <laughs> Glenn just wants all the things. You might want to keep an eye on that one. I hear some uh, hands can be sticky sometimes. You guys are all going to go to battle. Glenn will have all of your weapons and you're going to be nude. Rangrim <laughs> still has all the gold and he's in the tavern. <laughs> all true. the gold is gone. True. Uh, <laughs> Ran- or Glenn heads back to the tavern to drink with Rangrim. Drinks all around. <laughs> Best dwarven mead you have. They would see Rangrim leaving the Matic and making way to its uh, five is the Iron Woman, right? Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah. So I'd be making my way to the Iron Woman, but I'm like rolling a keg of ale. <laughs> How much does a keg of ale cost? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. I'm going to look this up because I have no fucking idea. In, in one glass of flaming lips. Chafing nips. He's got the chafing nips. Um. All right. Let me see here. So it looks like a barrel of. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say twenty gold. No, no, that's way too much. Uh, it's way too much. Uh, ten gold. Ten. Ten gold. Yeah. Done. Ah, Rangrim, looks like you made uh, good use of your share of that bounty. What about the the rest of it? You feel like maybe splitting that up? Rangrim is just like, oh, oh! And he pulls a bag of gold out of his pocket, totally forgetting that he had all that gold. I was just drinking off the good fortune of the people of Whitport. Nice, nice, nice. Right. Like, noticeably drunk. I'm like, oh, I'm, we'll, we'll count it. Is a lot and i just i drop it by mistake and i keep rolling the keg towards I'll, I'll get it don't worry glenn don't you worry your pretty little <laughs> fingers easy for glenn. i love it i'll say, take Cosmo, it you gotta you got stickier fingers than me my friend and well, I, help, I don't trust you anymore rangram start rolling the barrel <laughs> use a shifty elf what's well, rangram over here look at him just Cosmo's using racial slurs. Let me just keep pushing the. Rangrim knows what me means. Push the barrel towards the. Boy, they call you an elf. Aren't, aren't, aren't you an elf? I was going to go with Shifty and we keep going. Yeah, Shifty. I agree. And <laughs> keep rolling the barrel with him. Awesome. Um, what, what, is the, what is the plan for the rest of what you guys are doing? We's just well, bullshit. I think we need to, to take me, take, take me home. Yeah, okay. Rangrim's going to the Iron Woman basically to put his okay. big old keg of dwarven ale next to his cot, right near the forge, and um, T- maybe catch up with Madge and just let her know what was uh what went down. Awesome. Really tell her like like really close drunk talking to her how awesome it was that he was giant and drowned that guy <laughs> like no personal space when he's telling her that story but yeah that's that would be more or less what he'd be going after and smell his dinner <laughs> awesome uh glenn what are you doing uh usual things do for the end of the night go back to 
Cosmos place, I uh, I take a little nightstand that's next to the bed and I put it at the feet portion of the bed so I can actually extend my legs and lay. Because uh, <laughs> the bed's too short. Yeah, and I kind of just go into a little bit of a trance and think about think about home and think about uh, Chandril and kind of drift off into my trance. Awesome. Cosmo, what do you, you doing anything before bed? Um, yeah, the only thing that Cosmo would do is maybe do like some amount of inspection on this heirloom that he acquired from Molly, Holly, Molly, Molly. Um, just, I got it this time. It's steel trap. Ma Molly, Molly. All right. So just a level of inspection on this lucky medallion that she gave me. Yeah, um, I'll say that, you know, it, it looks like it was something that's been passed down for through a couple generations. It's it's tarnished silver, probably just from being so close to the water. Mm -hmm. But it looks like it's been well cared for. And it's it just seems like it's a, you know, silver, silver medallion or silver amulet that, um, you know, it, it doesn't I mean, you doesn't seem to have any kind of like negative feelings or anything like that but you're not you're also not like doing any kind of like inspect magically or anything of that sort so you just it's, mm -hmm. a, good, it's, it's a good amulet it's just a, a good, good amy it's a good amulet. silver amy yeah um right awesome so we're gonna focus on cosmo a little bit this time so we focused on glenn when he was going to sleep last time so cosmo you you drift you lay down in bed and you're drifting off to sleep and um i don't know does cosmo have nightmares does cosmo sleep well he, sle he sleeps pretty good okay. generally falls asleep to plenty of dwarven mead you um you have this you have this dream that you've not had before and it starts off kind of slow with this like almost like a you're moving and you're like it's like you've woken it's like you've like i'm floating or i'm packing me boxes no like you're moving like you're moving like you're you're actually moving through space and you're starting in your house and you're um you're moving down and going down towards the mines and it's it's kind of like it's 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 like everything's fuzzy and it's dark and everything's kind of a little bit out of perspective and skewed and everything's just kind of slightly off like when you're in when it's when you're dreaming and you're going down and you're deep going deep down into the mines and you're seeing this this cavern that you've never seen before never ever experienced before and you see this group of dwarves and they're facing away from you and then you see them turn and start uh moving towards you and just as you see that too close, too far away to see any of their faces. You see this red hand with the mark in the center of it appear in your vision, and almost grab and pull the rocks of the ceiling down and crush all of these dwarfs beneath it. And as that happens, you wake up and you're screaming, and you're not in your bed. You're outside. And you look down at your hands and they're red and you look at in front of you and there is a probably person sized, maybe five, four to five foot tall version of that 
red upside down hand with the eye in the center of it uh, that has been marked on the side of this on the side of this building right outside your house and that is where we're gonna end it tonight mm. oh shit i knew cosmo was evil the whole time oh that i can't wait to kill awful him. good thing just oh glenn you steal everything no. <laughs>